This week's episode is brought to you by Organifi. They are my absolute favorite superfood supplement brand. And you know that I have been traveling like a madman and I have not gone more than one trip. And that must, I learned that, I learned that lesson one time. I've not gone more than one trip without my Organifi Greens Juice travel packets. I take them, I take half of a packet in a large glass of water every single morning. And what it does is it helps to replenish and nourish me before my day starts, especially when I'm traveling and I don't know what kind of food that I'm going to be getting throughout the day. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get my greens. I, it's a, it's a shot in the dark when you travel for work. And I think we can relate to that. Sometimes the meals are unpredictable and we get cravings and we get hungry and our sleep might be off. With the Organifi greens, I like the green apple flavor. I find that I don't have as many crazy cravings throughout the day. I feel like my blood sugar is even more stabilized. The nutritional gaps that I may have missed out on from traveling the day before are filled in, and I feel like it sets the tone for the rest of my day. Not to mention, it does help get the it helps things get moving in the morning, if you know what I mean. And I know that we all talk about conference calls, and especially when you travel and your digestion is all over the place, this is something that you need. You can go to Organifi.com and use the code HTH at checkout for 20% off, and that works for subscriptions as well. But I like the green apple canister, and if you want them in the travel packets, then that's the original flavor. You can use the code HTH at Organifi.com backslash HTH and use 20%, get 20% off for anything. And you can check out all of my favorite products. I hope you absolutely love these as much as I do. And let me know what you think. You will not regret it. Welcome to the Hotter Than Health Podcast, a plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. Before we get into today's episode, we are talking a lot about what type of protocols might go into a low carb or low sugar diet. And as the episode is around, of course, summertime, people considering, oh, bikinis. And there's, I understand so many internal thoughts that we have during this time of year. This episode is not to tell people what to do. It's not saying anything about how you, you know, what to do to lose weight with a low carb diet. That's not the intention here. I just know that if if people are going to be having these thoughts and they are considering it, there are less drastic ways to do it than than I have seen happen in the past. Essentially, what we are talking about is a low glycemic diet, uh, essentially low sugar not diet, but way of living. And there are some benefits. There's also some, there's also some negative sides of this. Uh, I want to be careful about this because when it comes, we don't talk about this too much in the episode, but I wanted to put this back in the intro. When it comes to females, we have a different, and I'm not going to get into the science on this because I am not a professional. This is what I have learned from professionals (coughs) in 
from what my own research has told me, but women do have a higher threshold slash necessity for a certain amount of carbohydrates. And that has to do with proper hormone function, thyroid function, ensuring that we don't dip into certain stores, especially during certain times of the month. There are certain stages of your cycle that are better for uh, better for a high carbohydrate focus. And if you want to learn more on that, we do have other episodes focusing on uh, specifically on what to eat during certain phases of your cycle. We have lots of different episodes and lots of different Q&As focusing on that specifically. But this isn't to say, okay, yeah, go low carb because I do think that it is different for men and women. And again, I am not the professional on that to talk about. I just wanted to make sure that it was it was out there. When it comes to a low GI, low glycemic index diet, a lot of people have found that this is beneficial for things like IBS or things like uh, if you are finding yourself traveling, a t- I'm not traveling, but having trouble with energy and focus throughout the day, there have been studies shown that a lower carb, lower processed sugar, lower cro- processed and low lower sugar diet does help with maintaining energy levels throughout the day. And with a lot of research that has been done, uh, they have found, and, and again, general research, but it has shown research suggests that most Americans eat anywhere from 55 to 92 grams of sugar per added, added sugar per day, added sugar. That's not fruit. That's not vegetables. That's added grams of sugar, which is the equivalent to 13 to 22 teaspoons of table sugar already. This represents about 12 to 16% of daily caloric intake. Then it goes on to say this is significantly more than the dietary guidelines for Americans recommending recommendation of getting less than 10% of your daily calories from added sugar. Oh, buddy. Either way, in this episode, we go into all the different places we can find sugar, what it might look like to have a lower glycemic lifestyle, and what that might entail. Uh, different things to note when it comes to the glycemic index, different things to note about the amounts of carbs is that when we are looking at this from maybe a diabetic standpoint, maybe something that is pre-diabetes or you have someone in your family that's pre-diabetes, it's something that you are thinking about. Uh, it, it, Of course, the I'm, I'm going to read what I'm reading so I can say this properly, but a number of studies sh- suggests that low GI lower glycemic index diets reduce blood sugar levels in people with diabetes. A 2019 review of 54 studies concluded that low GI diets reduced hemoglobin A1c, which is a long-term marker of blood sugar control, body weight, and fasting blood sugar levels in people with prediabetes or diabetes. What's more, some research has linked a high GI diet with a greater risk of developing type 2 diabetes, One study in over 205,000 people found that those with the highest GI diets had up to a 33% greater streak risk of developing type 2 diabetes than those who consumed the lowest GI diets. And again, want to specify that we're talking about added, (coughs) often we're talking about added sugars. This is not fruits and vegetables and sweet potatoes and whole foods that are abundant in nutrients. These are things like added table sugars, uh, cane syrups, different sauces, added extra sugars. I also don't want this to come off as villainizing, but you all know my perspective here and that balance is key. If you can prioritize protein and fat and greens and nutrient density, 
absolutely I understand that it's not the case for everybody and I'm coming from a place of privilege but this is something that I is near and dear to my heart why would I not talk about it anyways there are some benefits to a lower glycemic lifestyle there are benefits to certain carbohydrates especially for women there are benefits to balance there's benefits to everything and there's cons to everything but one of the cons of the low carb low sugar that I I do need to point out is that when it when it comes to low carb low sugar it tends to be more it, it tends to be this is not the case for everybody again it tends to be more common in the summers it tends to last not quite as long for women and it can also lead to disordered eating patterns thoughts and tracking and that can become obsessive i'm putting that out there because i love you guys and i care and this is something that is important to think about but also it's important to think about both both perspectives here okay i hope you enjoy this week's episode <laughs> here we go welcome back to this week's episode of hotter than health my name is eliza gelman welcome welcome i'm sitting from well, I'm sitting on my bed in the hotel room. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida in Ponte Vedra Beach this weekend. Or I'm sorry, this week for work. It's beautiful. And just to get this out there, I had someone on. I'm going to adjust the microphone real quick. I had someone. Ooh, that might be hot. Here we go. I had someone on Instagram reach out and say, hey, you keep posting all these photos and you haven't told us what you do for a living. I have, just not on Instagram, because I think it's, it has become a incredibly saturated space where it almost doesn't feel like it resonates anymore, but hopefully, hopefully it does. Maybe it does. Either way, if you are listening to this podcast and you follow me on Instagram and you've noticed that, first of all, not a big deal, but as I'm a full-time public speaking and communications facilitator it's a family company. It's been around for 45 years. And for the past two years, I have been working with the company, facilitating public speaking courses, uh, training myself, and truly diving headfirst into this business. It's incredible. It was something that I reached out to my family saying, hey, I want to take my podcasting to the next level and make sure that I'm delivering a message in the way that I intend it to be delivered and making sure it resonates with an audience went through the course. It was an intense two and a half day seminar in Charlotte and I did not think anything would come of it as far as my future career would go. Lo and behold, 30 days after the class, I called uh, and we had a conversation about it and I said, they said, well, you know what? That was your job interview. It was a really amazing experience. I would not change a thing about what I'm doing because it affords me the opportunity to learn from others, absorbing feedback that I hear in the room while being able to provide feedback that is hopefully helpful in the way people communicate. We work with a lot of companies who, this will be brief, but we work with a lot of companies who send their salespeople or their management teams, they send them through so that they can effectively lead, communicate, and deliver information to different audiences and that's a big part of life is just knowing your audience who am I talking to speaking of knowing my, my audience I know that you all are here <laughs> to listen to health nutrition and wellness and that is what we're going to get into today but I figured I would share that on here 
one last time I did it before but in case not I don't expect everyone to keep up why why would I <clears throat> now today's episode I wanted to glean a little bit of inspiration from the group that I'm coaching this week we have several par- participants in this class who have mentioned low sugar low carb restricted diets and we were talking about it briefly and from my experience I know my experience with it and I think that it's important to understand the different spectrums of these types of diets and lifestyles I think that for some people it works like a charm I think for other people they don't feel quite as impacted but For those of you who are interested in cleaning up your diet, reducing processed foods that have gone through so much uh, genetic modification or that has had so many fillers, binders, additives, this might be a good episode to dive into because I really want to make sure that it's understood there are different ways to go about reducing carbohydrates, processed carbohydrates, processed sugar, without it being a rigid, a rigid lifestyle overhaul. I also would like to preface this episode by saying you don't have to do any of these things to lose weight. You don't have to do any of things to, if you don't do these things, it does not make you an unhealthy person. This is another layer of diving into something that's going on in the health and wellness world has been around for a very long time. But all of this to say, I'm not saying this is good or bad. I just want to spread a bit of light on the different spectrums of low sugar, low carbohydrate. Now let's get into it by starting out. Why, how did this come about? The, in, I I think a lot of people who listen to this Actually, I know that a lot of people listening to this podcast are in their, you know, 30s, 40s, even 50s. And we grew up around a time that low-fat diets were a thing. And we had South Beach and Lean Cuisine, things that were super low-fat. We had super low-fat diets. And what ended up happening was... In these low-fat diets, people were reducing, obviously, high-fat foods, but a lot of the times the foods that were being replaced in that, in that, uh, excuse me, I got distracted by an article, but a lot of the times what was being replaced in that low-fat diet was adding in more processed foods and more processed sugar. Hence, part of this understanding is that anytime you go on to any type of elimination or high reduction lifestyle, the likelihood that you might replenish or compensate with something equally, if not worse for you is, is a, there's a chance. And I want people to know that it's, if you want balance, then there is going to be some give and take if you don't want to just jump into it immediately. I think that slow and steady is the way to go as far as eliminating foods. I think that sometimes cold turkey works, sometimes it doesn't, um, and I think that there's a lot of pressure out there. What comes along with a low sugar diet can be two things. 
you can go full on low sugar, almost to the point of keto or even uh, intense paleo, carnivore, whatever, whatever that looks like for you in an intense way. But what that might look like is not only reducing things like cereals, sugary uh, uh, pastas, breads, white rices, candy, sugary sodas, all of those things, of course, because those are typically, these have added sugars. But what you're also eliminating is potentially lots of high fiber abundant nutrient food sources such as fruits, vegetables, and some legumes even in, in some diets. But what I would, I don't even want to say this. I'm not going to say recommend by any means. But there are ways to incorporate a lower sugar, lower inflammation, lower GI distress diet without completely reducing and eliminating. I do think that what I see most often in these types of diets is that we aren't, when we eliminate something like we want to go lower fat or we want to go higher protein or we want to eliminate sugar, what we often do is we eliminate processed foods first. Processed foods is often, it's often the culprit for high saturated fats, which are not great for inflammation, for weight gain, for pre-diabetes, for, or I mean, when eaten in excess, of course, uh, for weight gain, heart issues, <clears throat> cardiovascular health, uh, all around, blood sugar. When we eliminate these processed foods or reduce them, even if we reduce them by 20%, we are automatically reducing processed sugars. We are automatically reducing high saturated fats. So when we're looking at these things, maybe reconsider if you're considering doing a low fat, low carb, you know, it's before summer, everyone's panicking, da 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 da. We've all heard this, it's the same old song. But if, if you are considering this, maybe take a look at what you are already consuming and ask yourself if there are ways for you to eliminate the high calorie, low nutrient processed food that could already be in your diet. And I want to look at these and go a little deeper into what that might look like. <clears throat> Excuse me. What that might look like for anyone who is interested in reducing processed foods, it might be in something as simple as your beverages. So I would even go into your pantry or I mean your, yeah, maybe your pantry, but your refrigerator and take a look at the milks. Are you someone that uses creamer in the morning? Are you adding something that has added sugars in it? And if there is the chance that it has added sugars, maybe you'd want to mix in something like, well, either you would want to reduce it and use something like a, a healthier nut alternative. Maybe you would use a Elmhurst macadamia nut. Maybe you use zero creamer at all. Maybe you replace it with something that has no sugar in it and, and better ingredients, less, less oils, less binders, less filler, essentially milks that don't have any added ingredients other than the ones that you can pronounce and understand what they are. So taking a look at some of the sugary drinks and low sugar diets. Okay, here, here's, here's, here's what really, here's what really <laughs> frustrates me is that, uh, quick side note, I understand 
that alcohol is a massive part of our society. I understand that. And it's a huge social, it's a huge part of our social norm. But if you are going to continuously reduce and completely remove these processed foods and you say, I don't drink any, I don't eat any sugar, I don't drink soda, I don't do all these things, but you're knocking back 10 drinks a week, 10 drinks a weekend, that, that is the most highly processed sugar, (laughs) sugar infused beverage. And you don't have to be drinking a pina colada to have the same effects as those carb based drinks. And I'm not saying don't drink. I'm, I'm just saying, understand that alcohol is not standalone. It is incorporated into the sugary carbohydrate diet. It, it, it is what it is. It's inflammatory. There's not, there's no benefits of it. And even if you want to tell me that the amount of polyphenols that you get from drinking wine, you have to drink like a fucking telephone poles worth of that wine to get those benefits. It's just not worth it. So I'd rather people just say, hey, yeah, I really enjoy it or it's a part of my life. I feel like it, it, it is a beneficial part of my life. If you can say that, then go for it. But if you're, if it's just a social norm and you're trying to really clean up your lifestyle, that's, that's the first place to look. So let's, let's begin there. And if it's something that you can clean up in any way, maybe, maybe you are drinking, you know, cranberry soda or a bunch of Trulies or a bunch of these sugary drinks. And I know it'll say low carb. I know it'll say these things, but it still has those natural flavors and it has the preservatives and the uh, different ingredients from the can that are going to go into your body and not be amazing. Okay, I'm not shaming it, but I'm, I'm letting people know that that is not a separate category. These are things that are also included in sugary, in a, a, a sugar-based diet or a carb-based diet. Those are, put those in the sugar category. Another way that you can specifically cut back on sugars and processed foods naturally would also be avoiding things, or not avoiding things, but replacing some of the ice creams or the desserts that you get from Trader Joe's. Like they have those mini ice cream sandwiches. They are fire. They're so great. Don't get me wrong. Love them. The little non-dairy ice cream sandwiches absolutely could devour an entire box. However, if you're wanting to reduce some of the processed foods, we could think about switching some of those for a 70% or higher cocoa. I love going to Trader Joe's or going to Whole Foods and finding one or two bars of chocolate and do like two, three squares per night. It's, It's a nice nightcap. I think it's like a sexy little dessert to have at the end of the night. You keep, I keep it mine in my fridge. I break off a couple of pieces, enjoy them slowly. And I look out the window and it's just fucking nice. And it's something that you can eat more mindfully, I think. Uh, But either way, there are benefits and potential antioxidants. But I'm not even going to get into the, oh, there are health benefits of chocolate. It's more so that there are less, there are less processed elements to that dark chocolate. So that could be something to think about. You could do that and then put it onto a little bowl of either Greek yogurt with plain Greek yogurt, chop it up a little fruit action, and maybe even some berries on top. Have a nice time. Or just do like me and raw dog it, eat the chocolate, enjoy. So that's something that you could, if you are a dessert person consistently, that's something to, that's something to consider. Then there's also sauces. 
we look at our things that we might not be aware of. We think, oh, we're making this healthy dinner. We've got a really healthy like brown rice pasta with a bolognese and with all these things. And then we might look at our tomato sauce and notice that not only does it have oil as a second ingredient, but it also has added cane sugar and potential other preservatives in there. So be conscious of labels saying no added sugar as opposed to no natural sugar. Because if you're looking at the ingredient, the nutrition label, it might still say sugars because of natural sugars that are in uh, tomatoes and carbohydrates and things like that. But if you are reading the ingredient label, the ingredient list, which you know I geek out on, and it says added sugar of any kind, then you know, okay, maybe there's a healthier alternative. Things like ketchup. If you are someone that has ketchup every single day, I understand. Maybe we reduce or maybe we add, like if you're doing some french fries, you could go you could go UK style, add a bit of vinegar on top. It's delicious. You will love it. Or you could, honestly, you could do just a little bit less ketchup and then add some mustard. Some people aren't mustard people. I'm a mustard girl. Love mustard. If you want something covered in ketchup, I also, I used to put ketchup on my eggs all the time. Still, I'm not against it. But I switched over to salsa because I was getting more flavor. It was juicier. There was that bite because it's crunchy and it's thick salsa, chunky. That's one thing to think about is sauces. So mayonnaise uh, could be an option that's low sugar but still higher in calorie. Uh, There's vinegar. There's pestos, lemon, lime, chili sauces, garlic. Highly recommend just cook with a ton of garlic. You're going to be great. Then what is one else, one other thing to think about? Sugar in your canned foods, sugar with your healthy snacks. That's that's something to really be mindful of is the quick snack foods. We're always thinking, okay, what's the best grab and go option? What's the best grab and go? Oh, I'm always on the go or what can I, what healthy bar should I eat? And And I've talked about this before, any chance you have to pack your own snacks, to reduce the amount of, one, you're saving money, but to reduce the amount of ingredients that are unknown in your foods. So for instance, you say you want a protein bar. I Look, I'm not going to say that I don't love a good protein bar once in a while. I just ordered a subscription of the Blender Bombs. I've invested in the Blender Bombs company um, and I got a free annual subscription. So I did it for their protein bars and I'm hype, 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 hype. It's 10 grams. It's nothing crazy, but I love the ingredients. That's one I would recommend, the Bomb Bars. I did a subscription based and it's 10 per month and it comes straight to your door. And it's honestly, it's they're better ingredients than basically than a ton of the protein bars out there today. They taste great and they really do satisfy me without giving me a crazy blood sugar crash. But if you don't want to do a protein bar, maybe you want something more savory. Maybe you do two hard-boiled eggs, a little handful of nuts, or maybe you go get some salmon jerky, which you all know I'm a fan of. Do some fresh fruit with that. Again, that's not processed. It's not added sugar. It's natural sugar wrapped in fiber. Fiber, excuse me. That's something I would genuinely think into. Are your snacks adding a lot of extra sugar that could be processed? And again, we're talking about a spectrum here. If you don't want to go all the way, and I, I say this because I feel like I know my audience well enough to know that they are not interested in going completely cold turkey, zero sugar, zero anything, don't live your life, that type of expectation I think is a bit 
unrealistic, especially for women who need a certain amount of carbohydrates during especially different parts of their period or their cycle. So do I recommend cold turkey and going insane and having these intense diets? No, but if you know, it's a doctor recommendation and you've been recommended for a certain protocol, then absolutely I have nothing to say about that. This is just, this is how I believe most people would enter into this in a sustainable fashion. The reduction of the processed foods, the continuation of healthy, fiber-filled, protein-based greens, and healthful carbohydrates that are also wrapped in fiber that's going to help you stay regular. It's going to help you stay full. And it's going to deliver the uh, adequate amount of carbohydrates that are going to help support healthy healthy hormones, especially for women. Ooh, this is something to consider. When you are looking at sh- labels... I think a lot of the times we are just looking for the words uh, maltodextrin, maltose, or sugar. But here's some other ones to consider. I know we've all heard high fructose corn syrup, but cane sugar or cane juice, maltose, dextrose, invert sugar, rice syrup, molasses, and caramel, or caramel. If people, if you are getting a protein bar and you look at the back, you will often see rice syrup as one of the main ingredients, especially if it's an oat-based. So you'll see syrups, you'll see rice sugars and molasses and colorings. (coughs) Those are are tall tale signs that it has added sugar. And, oh, you know what? This is a really good one that we had a note on. If you are thinking about reducing the amount of sugar in your lifestyle, we often think, oh my God, but it's going to be so hard. I just love sugar. I crave it. I have such a sweet tooth. I should have said this in the very beginning. Hello, let's rewind. Pretend I'm just starting. Are you getting enough high quality sleep? We all know, well, I'm sorry. We have spoken about this on uh, several different occasions that when you are getting adequate sleep, your hunger hormones and your satiety hormones are working more in sync, meaning that when you are not getting enough sleep and you are so tired, we've all been there, you're so tired and the next day, maybe you didn't get much sleep, you're just craving sugar all day long or you're craving caffeine or something quick, unhealthy. We need that quick glycogen. We need the quick sugar. We need the quick carbohydrate to, to peak us and to keep us alert throughout the day. It's a survival mechanic. So if you are continuously getting high quality sleep, at least 80% of the time, you know, things are not always perfect. I get that. But if you're getting high quality sleep the majority of the time, then absolutely, I think that the that would be the first place to start. If you are getting four or five hours of sleep or you're drinking every night, which we know throws off our sleep, or maybe you're working night shift, you know, there are a lot of different reasons why it would be more challenging to reduce carbs and to reduce carbs and sugar. But I'm not saying don't reduce processed foods because I will always say that. I just will. It's part of my standard and my values system it's having a considerable amount of processed foods it's it's not part of my 
not part of my repertoire. And you know, if you know me, you know that about me and I know this audience and you all are the same way. You like balance, but you also, you want to learn. You want to look at the ingredients and make sure that you're getting the right stuff, especially if it's something that you're consuming every day. But I get it. We're flexible. We can be flexible. Maybe that was too much information. No, it wasn't. You all love information. What am I even saying? But yeah, I think that when we think about it from a sense of, okay, maybe we, on a lower, lower-ish carb, lower-ish sugar, added sugar experience, uh, the things you wouldn't have. Refined sugar, sugary drinks like Gatorades or, or different propels, packaged snacks, foods, pretzels, chips, Again, highly processed. Uh, you might not do white bread or flours, or you know what I mean, flours like F L O U R. Uh, you wouldn't do alcohol in excess, and you would have more protein and more fruits that have tons of fiber, green leafy vegetables, some beans and legumes, fish healthy fats, and some whole grains. So it's not like you have to completely cut out pasta, but maybe if you do it, you do a quinoa pasta or a lentil pasta, something with high protein, high fiber, so that you are replenishing and not just storing carbohydrates, but you have that wrapped around some more nutrients and something that can serve you on a on a mineral and vitamin level and not just a, not just a mic- macronutrient level, but, m- mac- but micro as well. What day of the week is it? Golly. Oh, I meant to mention this before. Did I mention this before? No, I did not. We are doing, now that I'm settled, moved into my new apartment, which is fantastic. I couldn't couldn't be happier. Can't wait to get back on Thursday night. Hopefully I do because holy hell, flight has been, flights have been crazy, y'all. And if you are traveling soon, I hear that there's some riots happening. And I understand, y'all. I, 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 I act like I could be mad about that, but I really can't because anyone working in the airports right now, bless you. Absolutely bless you. Y- you all are doing the Lord's work. I do not know how you put up with people. I really don't. I really don't. I have been one of those people. Uh, I don't know how you put up with me and I'm a genuinely a kind person. And I feel like I'm pretty patient. I gave the woman, the woman who sat behind customer service the other day, it was like it was, I think, 5 p.m. My flight was getting canceled. This is a quick tangent. And she said that she had been there since 9 a.m. I was like, you've been sitting in the same chair for eight hours. She said, yeah. I said, have you barely gotten up to go pee? She has just been dealing with these people in line after line after line after canceled flight after canceled flight. So I brought her at an RX bar and she, ah, uh, y'all, she almost cried. I felt so bad. So anyways, strikes are happening and I don't blame them. Can't imagine. I do have a lot of flights coming up, so I really hope I'm not shooting myself in the foot here. But whew, travel right now is a big old bitch. Even if you're flying direct. I had a 45-minute flight. It was five hours delayed. Could have driven. Didn't. But anywho. Oh, where was I going with that? Oh, now that I'm moved into the new apartment, everything is getting settled. I'm feeling awesome. We're back with the tote bags. We do have the farmer's market tote and I'll be shipping that out to anyone who leaves a review. Essentially what we do is if you head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, rate us five stars. It's the little purple app on your iPhone. Leave us five stars. Let us know what you love about the podcast, what you have enjoyed, what episode you listened to, anything 
anything at all about the podcast. It can just be one sentence, but it does help other people who are seeking out these types of podcasts with quick, digestible information. It helps them find these podcasts a little bit easier. We will be shipping out tote bags. All you have to do is if you get selected as review of the week, which I will do each Thursday, then I will let you know that you've won and just message me on Instagram and I will ship you out a tote bag. It'll be great. You'll love it. You can take it to the farmer's market now that it's getting warmer out. Unless you're listening in Australia, holy hell, I know it's getting cold already. But if you are listening in the U.S. or anywhere that is close by, thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you all next Thursday and give you the goods. Yeah. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.